Sports Talk with Buhle Madulini. Right, uh, it is time that we speak to uh, the man himself, the legend that I have the pleasure of talking to tonight, Dr. Kumalo. I thank you so much for coming on to Sports Talk. Uh, a very good evening to you, sir. Good evening to you and good evening to the listeners. I can guarantee you, uh, uh, Doc, there are plenty of listeners listening because, uh, you know, (laughs) just by putting out the fact that I'm talking to you tonight, I have become an overnight celebrity. (laughs) 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 It's it's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. What what, what do you make of that adoration that you receive in the country? I mean, you are far out one of the biggest legends that Kai's Chiefs have, let alone in a Bafana Bafana shirt? Well, uh, it's just being a humble soul and uh, appreciate what people are supportive. And uh, you just, uh, you know, um, relax yourself in terms of uh, not to become big-headed and think that uh, if you appear on TV, you're untouchable. But Mm. uh, you, you, you live for people. And we make sure that uh, you put a smile on their faces. Mm. And then uh, you just become humble as the day you were born. And uh, the other thing is just that, uh, you know, the the industry, some of the guys, uh, you know, how they treat people, it's, it's, it's not like a, a real way of doing things. Mm. You know, um, if someone comes up to you as for a selfie, you know, others, you know, they tend to be negative and do all those things. But it's, we forget that these are the very same people that actually put us as, uh, in, a, in a better pedestal. So, you know, you just have to be humble and uh, you do it because, I mean, it's just a selfie mm. at the end of the day. Yeah. But uh, we seem sometimes to to lose our, our tracks because, you know, we think because you're famous and then that gets into your head. That's not supposed to be the case. So you just have to understand that uh, the very same people that you shy away from them, you know, whatever happened to you and you happen to not to make it to a higher level, you're going to fall down to their feet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's very true, uh, uh, Doc. And you start off, um, obviously, as, as somebody who loves the game, it's all about passion, it's all about playing yeah. for you. Uh, being the son of pro, it must have been a no-brainer for you that this is what you wanted to do. But when did you realize that I actually have the skill <laughs> as well? Uh, I guess uh, given an opportunity to be one of those uh, kids that uh, like soccer or play football, we were fortunate or the privilege, you know, just to to have uh, the capacity of playing street soccer. Um, we're just playing for the fun of it. And obviously with the teams uh, in the township, um, we were also getting played just for the fun of it. But uh, mm-hmm. without any goals, you know, uh, or probably, you know, setting goals in terms of trying to get into the pro sites. But uh, I guess when I realized that uh, this is a turning point, it's when Prasen uh, Mutawu, who's related to the chairman, mm. Mr. Uh, approached me when I was uh, at the Orlando Stadium watching the semifinals between Tiger Chiefs and Soros. Because when my dad used to go to the game, I used to accompany So he used to take me work. Mm. And uh, I used to steal one of the soccer balls at uh, halftime in January, you know. And Prasem saw the potential, and then he just said, come and train with the development side. And that's what I did. 
Um, and also, at the age of 13, I used to play with the under-16, sometimes with the under-14, 16, 14, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, to be honest and precise, it never dawned to me that uh, I'll be one of the players to be promoted to the first team. Mm. You know, I was just working and uh, training very hard. And also the pressure was that uh, at home, you know, they didn't actually give me any chance to, to maneuver or to do whatever I like. Every, everything was according to the book. Mm. You have to be at home at 6 o'clock, make sure that uh, everything for, for, for monitors is in the house and all those things. But then when uh, I was training with the first team, I was selected because every Thursday we used to go probably the just to add up numbers for them to have eleven v eleven. They used to get players from the development to fill up the gaps, and I was one of the players that was selected to, to go train with them. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the late Ted Dimitri, that's when he spotted the talent, and he saw those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it only took me a year to train with the first team. The second year, I was signed, and uh, thanks to Bobby Dow because he made it possible. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, um, so it's never done for me to, 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 to play for the first team. It was nothing that you, you know, were per se focusing on, but as you're saying, it was just you trying to play yeah. uh, soccer, trying to do something that you love. Um, you yeah. know, I, Dr. Kumala, I spoke to uh, Max Maponyane uh, about two weeks ago, and, and he, yes. you know, he has some very nice words to say about your father and his yes. influence on his career. Actually, I want, you, I want you to take a listen quickly to that conversation that we had, and then I want to uh, ask okay. you a question on that. Okay. Then. Yeah, exactly. He saw me when I was still playing for amateur team, Shamrock Special, during those days, and then he saw something in me. And uh, then he had a duty, and it wasn't even us, uh, it wasn't a duty bound. He wasn't forced to do that, but he made it his duty because he was a team fitness trainer. Made it his duty to collect me, among others, mm. from school to go to training daily. <laughs> you can imagine. Mm. And then a year or two later, he became the team uh, coach. But we had already had that combination and uh, that rapport because uh, he used to call me Dito because uh, he was called, I mean, his name was Pro, his nickname. Mm. And my nickname was Pro in the township. In fact, when you go to Netherlands, you will not hear anybody calling me Max or Goldman Go. They just call me Pro. And then I know this one is from Dofai. So Pro, as he was affectionately known, just loved me. And uh, we worked together so well. And uh, he really looked after me among other players at Kavichi. I mean, you you can hear that, uh, Doctor Kumalo. You're, you know, yes. of course, it, it's a great influence to have uh, for somebody external. Uh, what was it like for yeah. you, who actually lived under this man? It sounds like he also <laughs> ruled with an iron fist, though, as much as <laughs> as much as he was an endearing man. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, what a wise word from Max. Uh, thanks for that. And uh, what I can say is that. Uh, you know, through peer pressure, you, you just follow what other kids do in the township. At some stage, uh, we used to follow the late David Jake Matala, may so rest in peace, mm. when he goes to train. So obviously he was a boxer. And I used to follow some of my friends, and I thought, ah, let me try this uh, sport. 
went I went in there twice. No, for the entire week. Then Friday, it was a, they call it a sparring session, something like that. So you 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 you, you get to get an opponent. You know, you should, like sparring, like you know, like a, a fight, like yes, like a practice fight. fight. Yeah, practice fight. Mm. I'm telling you, this guy hit me on my left foot. I'm on my left eye. Eh? <laughs> Don't laugh. Ah, come on. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> this guy hit me on my left eye, and now the problem was that how am I going to maneuver myself inside the house? Because clearly, no one knew about this. But then, obviously, you know, boys are always man's boys. Mm. So, old lady then took care of that department. After taking a shower. I was about to have dinner. I don't know how he spotted it. And he was like, yeah, 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 what's wrong with your eye? I said, like, eh, there's no, tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. So I had to tell the truth. Then he was like, listen, in this house, it's only soccer players, no boxes. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, okay. And then fortunately enough, then that's when Sam came on board like to recruit me to go train with cheese. But then he didn't want to do it himself. He just wanted other coaches to do it, yes. you know, to take care of me. And fortunately, the kind of team is a well-developed uh, institution. You know, we had better coaches and uh, disciplined coaches, but A.D. Martin mm. and the late great uh, Corsa were the guys who coached me at the development. And then those guys, they were not smoking, they were not drinking. My dad was not smoking, he was not drinking. Mm, mm. So you could imagine what kind of a person he was. As much as he shocked, but he was a very, very disciplined man. Mm. You know, yeah. Because what I've got, I've got it from uh, the chairman, Mr. Mtau, because I never saw him play. Uh, I was still young. Mm. But I could, I knew that he was playing soccer, but I didn't understand. But uh, what I was told is that he was the fittest player in the team. And also, as Max alluded to the fact that he was the fittest trainer. Mm. And Nina, I was the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you were difficult. <laughs> you were a problem. No, man, I was an opposite of that. <laughs> so as sick as he was, I was uh, one of the laziest players yes. ever. Yeah, I was, I don't want to lie, I was lazy. So like, if you want to get the best out of your training, just give me the ball. Stop making me do endurance capacity, sprints mm. and all those things. I'm mm. not a sprinter. Yeah, I was lazy. But the, the funniest part of it, when I'm on the field, I used to do miracles with the ball, but in a slow pace, but also accelerating. Yes. Yeah. You knew your fitness levels. The, the, no, my fitness level was okay, but I didn't want to be uh, given a physical uh, exercise that is without the ball. Because the ball to me was the tool. Yes. So if you want me to sprint uh, like... 10 meters without the ball, it didn't make sense. Mm, mm, absolutely, absolutely. It As... didn't make sense, but obviously, what else one could do? Because obviously, you have to abide by the instructions of the coach. Hmm. 
No, it sounds yeah. it sounds like the man was a, a very matured man. I mean, even the fact that he doesn't want to be the one to say, take my son, but they must come and see yeah. this, this great talent here. If you've just tuned in, uh, I'm, I'm speaking to uh, South African footballing legend uh, of note, Dr. Kumalo, and it's 27 minutes to, um, to the hour of 8 o'clock. So let's let's move on, Doc. Uh, you make your, yeah. your, your debut under uh, the late Ted Dimitru, 1987, uh, somewhere there. Yeah. And... Um, yeah. All of a sudden, you are two years later, you are winning titles and you're on top of the world. I mean, you win uh, three titles between 89 and 92. And and that's yeah. where we really get to see the glamour boys come to, uh, you know, to light. And how, how was that time for you? And as still as a young man, finding yourself in this, should I call it, position of power? Yeah. Well, I, I guess it was just a roller coaster type of a situation because uh, you must understand that. Uh, uh, I'm 16, 10, and 7. There I am. I'm given an opportunity to play for a big team, big names in the team, well-supported team. Um, it wasn't an easy uh, task for one to do. Uh, playing for Kaiser Chiefs in those days, really, really, you, you should be on top of your game. And having said that, uh, I would like to thank my parents because they they actually are the ones that paved the way for me to realize my goals and probably to understand where I'm heading to. Firstly, they just advise that uh, if I sign with Kaiser Chiefs, and, and obviously that's what happened, yeah. my life of this has to change. And you, you must understand, I was still staying in Soweto in Dubai. So they just said to me, um, now you have to erase or just get rid of those guys that are not into the game because mm. they are not going to be advising you about the game or maybe probably do something that's related to the game. Mm. They are not. So your game will suffer because there will be negative things that they'll do that will affect your game because no one can cheat the game. Mm, At the end of the day, if you don't sleep properly, you keep on drinking, it's all about women, it's all about money, mm. love, luxury life and all that. If you are a kid and you want to be a star, you cannot afford to be in that kind of a situation. Mm. So that's the first thing that they, they, they started talking to me about. And then now when you get to Kaiser Chiefs, you get the chairman himself. Because I don't know what happened or how this happened. Within a week after the Paris game, people started chanting my name. People started talking about Dr. Mm. Dr. Red. And the chairman set me down. He said, listen, now I can see where you're heading to. But now for you to succeed in this, you just have to invest 10 years of your life with the print because uh, entertainment will always be there. Mm. You know, women will always, mm. they will always be there. Mm. Money will always be there, but the minute you lose focus in the game, football usually it takes its uh, luggage bags and it goes away and it will never come back, and mm. that will be the end of you. So those weights were always going up until today. Wise words. Yes. Very, you know. very. So what I'm trying to say is that I was fortunate that I was guided by. People that meant a lot to me, mm. you know. And uh, when I got into the team, you know, 
you have your parents, you have the chairman, but now breaking into the team, you find people, I mean, players at AC Jolo, teammates, City Cole, you know, all, all big names. But if the legend himself, AC Jolo, also, he calls you on the side to say, listen, boy, don't be fooled by what is happening out there. The game is the sword of life. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was a fortunate individual. I mean, where else can you get people of this magnitude to come to you and advise, guide you? Mm-hmm. You know, some of the boys, they didn't have that kind of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. At such a young and age. And I was fortunate because for me, the first game against Pirates, that first game, waiting day, I was one of the household in the Pegasus. As young as I was, mm. and you know, even the support from the coach and the players, so it was so unbelievable. So I, I think that on its own it paved my way, and I was so fortunate that uh, I, I had guidance that no one else probably was given by the legendary players. Um, yeah, now that's quite a uh, quite a story, uh, Doctor Kumalon. <laughs> of course, you know you've had an impact as much as people have had an impact on your life on other people's lives, and uh, I would not be fair. I would not be uh, uh, it would be right of me to not share this moment with with uh, the listeners. And I've got a couple of WhatsApps that's come in here, some voice notes, and I'm going to read some. And I'm going I'm to play some to you. Yeah. Um, the one says, um, "Good day, Butle. You will you please ask Dota about the Castle Challenge." Cup final with Orlando in uh, 1991 where he dribbled twice past Opa Mabuza and both resulted in goals. He says, my kids don't believe me when I tell them about it. We looked for it on YouTube. No success. They are listening to you. Please put the man <laughs> out of his misery. <laughs> I remember that game very well. Uh, you know, um, with all the respect to, to Dr. Koza, the Paris supporters, players currently mm. and former, but uh, this team is one of the teams that I used to enjoy to play against. Mm. Because my teammates always, whenever we play against, if it's a derby, there's like always excuses, you know, guys get butterflies in the stomach. And, you know, all those things. They scared, I mean, like, but with me, it was just one of those things. I never used to panic. But I used to enjoy playing against Paris, mm. you know. And unfortunately, um, at some instances, if my memory uh, uh, works very well, or probably it very well, I I made I think three or two left backs from Paris to retire. <laughs> hey, you're, you're a problem. <laughs> yeah, mm. but it, I know. Well, it, it, it's it's all about the game. But personally, I respect individuals. But there was nothing one could do about it because yeah. I'm I'm all about a kind of chess player, and I had to deliver. There was a contract there that stipulates that you have to go out there and perform. Mm, mm, mm. So, unfortunately, then, Paris used to be one of the teams that I enjoyed to play against. But I'm not saying an easy team to play against. I enjoy to play against. Mm. So people shouldn't misinterpret what I'm saying. It was not an easy game to play, you know, to play against, but I enjoyed playing against them. Mm, mm. Yeah, and I, that- used to, I, I used to enjoy the game.
No, and rightfully so because those are the games also where uh, there seems to be a little bit more at stake than just another yes, three definitely. points. Mm. Yes, yes. Um, if you can ask any player that played then for Chiefs or Pirates or currently, they will tell you that this this is the time. These are the that's the only game where you you see the the, the chairman probably in the team room in the team talk room. No, you know, after the co- after after the coach has uh, done his tactical approach and uh, you've done your the set pieces and all those things, he has spoken to you guys the game plan or all those things. Then they will say, "Chairman, anything to say?" Then the chairman will stand up and say, "Guys, this is one game we cannot afford to lose." So, Doc, so, let's talk. So, yeah, yeah. No, no. Sorry. Finish. 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 So that's that's. That's how much the game was appealing to, to us in terms of when the chairman comes up to us and say, you know, you quote and probably tell us the history where does this rivalry comes from. Mm. And we cannot afford not to put a smile on the supporters' faces because if we lose this game for a month, our supporters will never hear the, the end of it from mm. the current support. Yeah, so we have to do it for them. Mm. And that's why exactly what football is about. So you make your, um, you know, we can talk for hours, and unfortunately we don't have that time. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I want to yeah. now go into when you start, you know, playing for Bafana Bafana uh, in Red Mission yeah. 1992, you are there. Um, but yeah. be, before before I do, before we move away from the from from uh, Pirates and, and how you made Pirates defenders retire, uh, let me take a call from a, a somebody who has something to add on that as well. Um, Zakele oh. Ngatla. Hong, thank you so much for your call, Zix. Welcome to the show. Hello, uh, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, good thanks, Mr. Matulini. Yes, uh, go ahead. Uh, Dr. Komalo is listening. Oh, Doc is listening then? Yes. Uh, is there on? Hello, Doc. Hey, who's it? Hey, uh, Sharp, who's there, Doc? Sharp, now. Sharp, Sharp, Doc. Oh, you, you're speaking to, uh, to, to, to the trailer from the... I'm I'm calling from Gato on Togis. Oh, I'm 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 in Springy as we speak now. I'm not far from you. No. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Doc. Yes, I can hear you, big man. Go ahead, Zakele. Uh, doc, doc is listening. Go ahead. He can hear you clearly. I, 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 I'm 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 a I'm a past fanatic. I'm a big Pirates fan, eh? But I must confess, eh? Uh, I I used to I used to admire you a lot as a player during the times of. In fact, in the earliest 90s, up and in the uh, uh, late 80s, when we started to graduate from the Chiefs ranks, uh, yes. from 87 up until the earliest 90s, you 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 one uh, player whom I feared a lot. In fact, most of us Pirates guys, we feared you a lot. Uh, we kind of skills, we kind of loved you because uh, you are one player in the case that Chiefs ranks that had. Uh, uh, every time you played, you had your own section of fans who followed you. You see, we we, we kind of appreciated you as a player. And but there's one goal you never mentioned in your whole career, and I still want yeah. to uh, to remind you of the goal. You remember the short corner you took with Snitch Zazam uh, in the very late 80s? I if I if, if, if I have to be corrected, you were playing against Amazulu, um, yeah, and the keeper was Craig uh, Lechranzi. You put a short corner. Yes. Uh, yeah. After taking that short corner on the corner side, eh? Yes. You 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 turn the ball 
a very powerful opportunity should corner with Chris Zazane. And that point yeah. became the goal of player in that very same year. I, 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 can you take us through that goal? Because you never mentioned the goal. Thank you so much, oh, Zach. No. Go yeah. for it, Doc. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I remember that goal. Uh, it, it was just, in, we played at the, the old King's Park Stadium. Yeah, but then it was rugby, uh, rugby stadium. The, the King's Park Rugby Stadium. Mm. Against, yes, against Amazulu. It was just a corner, and uh, it was 2v1, and the teammates played the ball to me. Then I dribbled one player. Then I carried the ball across the far post. Mm. Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, these are, these are moments, uh, Dr. Komando, that we have to, uh, at least now, SAB Swana playing uh, some classics so we can see some of them, but hey, we, we, we stra- struggle hard to find them, man. Um, so let's talk about... Let's talk about you, Nabafana, Nabafana, Shet Mdokisi. So you get your call up, and uh, Martin Dota, you need to go out here and slaughter this. Uh, uh, and, and, and you do amazing things over your your time in uh, Bafana Bafana shirt. Let's just talk about yeah. some of the moments that really stand out for for, for you. I mean, from yeah. slaying Tunisia with former singer, with the, you know, uh, in the AFCON yeah. uh, against or playing against Germany. Uh, I mean, there are so many. The game against Cameroon at Kings Park, uh, there are so many. So what, what are the moments that you really appreciate uh, from your time in that shirt? Uh... The moment that I appreciate, uh, firstly, let me first acknowledge Ubabus Krima Shabalala, my coach, my first coach at Bafana Bafana. And remember, the first Bafana Bafana that was assembled, I was not part of it. Jeff Butler didn't choose me or didn't select me to be part of that team. Mm. But uh, I'm not too sure what uh, transpired or what happened uh, about his CV uh, and whatsoever. And then Krima Shabalala was brought in to become the head coach of the national team, and I was part of the team, the first 22 that he called. And we played the first international friend against Cameroon in Devon, and uh, that moment when we had that penalty, and believe it or not, you know, I looked at the other way around, Zane looked at the other side, Masinga, and they told me, was like, guys, who's going to be taking the penalty? We were all in sports pubs. We didn't want to take the penalty. Mm. But it's me because I used to play with him. A guy that he said, he said to me, no, listen, dog, take it. So I took the ball, I put it on the spot. As I head up, I'm mean, looking at the keeper. I could see Krasen was running behind the goalpost. You know, mm. before we had those advert spots behind the goalpost? Yes. He just clipped in underneath. He didn't want to watch the penalty when I took the penalty. So I took the penalty, just head from the crowd. <laughs> it was the goal. <laughs> So that was the best moment ever because mm. that was his making the first international goal. Yes. Scored. Me, yes. So to me, that was like uh, one of the the, 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 <clears throat> the most valuable things that I, I always treasure. I mean, He's given an opportunity uh, by Prostan. And then the second, which was the, the biggest one, is to be embraced by all the South Africans to give me love and appreciate what I've done for the country. Mm. You know, when people appreciate you, you know, it, it means something else. And the health, that's a reason why probably supporters from Sanos, Pirates, from Zulu, each and every team, they do understand and they like the way I played. Mm. Because, you know, we, we sometimes forget to thank our supporters and appreciate the support they gave us. And that was the second one that 
actually touch my heart before I could thank my family because mm. the supporters, the whole country was behind us. Absolutely. And all the accolades to out up until we retire, you know, all of them are appreciated. But then let's go to the ones that I thought as a player, you know, they meant a lot to me. Yes. It's when we won the Africa Cup of Nations in 96 and qualifying for the World Cup in 98. Mm. And uh, you, you were able to, you know, even play against then world champions Brazil, which um, yeah, you, you held your Brazil. own. Yes. I mean, you, you were the, supposed to win that yeah. game. The, when, we, when we played Brazil the first time in South Africa, remember it was not uh, under the FIFA calendar. Mm. So I was still playing in the U.S. And that's the reason why we didn't have most of our European based players. Mm. But it was only probably myself, Tigra, uh, the late Masina, so distinctly. Mm. Uh, but I managed to, pro, I mean, to, to convince my team in the U.S., you know, because that was a special match. Who doesn't want to play against Brazil? Exactly. <laughs> but then what, what transpired is that I only flew back from the U.S. I, came, I think I flew a, a day before the game. So I only arrived the night before the match. And what usually transpires is that uh, when a player comes from out overseas or outside the country, you're given the freedom to go with your family, then you come back to, to the squad. Yeah. Yeah. So I went home, then I spent a couple of hours there, then I went back to the hotel later, then I slept. I only saw the guys on our way to the stadium. Yeah. And I, I played a game in New York, because obviously that's where I flew out of, and uh, I came back to South Africa. There wasn't enough time for me to regenerate in terms of recovery, because I just played in, in, in on Sunday. I flew to South Africa, which was plus minus seventeen hours, and the game the next mm. day. And uh, when we scored uh, the two goals. And then we came back second half. I had a little bit of what Clyde said. He said, you uh, looked a little bit tired. I said, no, 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 I wasn't. Because the Brazilians, what they did, Zagal actually, I didn't understand Portuguese, but I could see in gesture how he was telling Alday to make sure that I don't receive or do anything with the ball. Yes. So Alday couldn't contain me. Then he sent two players to contain me. But what I did, I started walking, certain enough. Then the bench thought, oh, now he's walking. Now the dead leg is kicking in. So I'm lazy. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, uh, I'm tired. Yes. Only to find that I wasn't. I was trying to be smarter because every now, when John Witt has the ball, when I want to get the ball, two Brazilians are with me. Mm. So I was trying to fool them to make as if I'm no longer interested or whatever, right? Like move away, like take them away from from the game situation where we had possession because taking two defenders away, it means that we have two, I mean, an extra player that can attack. So while I was still in that process of trying to fool them, I saw the board be like 15, I couldn't believe oh. it. Like, what? what are you doing? God, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Uh, and you know, 
And you know, this thing, it, it was sort of like a norm because whenever, whenever you play 98% of the game, when there's a substitution, you don't even look at the, uh, at the board. Yeah, uh, you know it's me. Yeah, uh, you know it's me too. But this one, I didn't even realize it was my number. Then. I think if I'm not mistaken, John or Helmut, the one that uh, said, hey, That's you. You have to, you have to go out. I was like, oh, no. And when they saw number 15 on the board, the Brazilians, you should have seen how the bench had, uh, celebrated. Immediately, he substituted a defender, he brought in a striker. Mm. Because he couldn't bring on a striker while I was on the field because I had those splitting passes and I was going forward. I was causing havoc for them. So mm. they, they had to uh, try to maintain. You know, it's like a boxer always, when you punch, you try to block you. So this is what was happening with Brazil. But as soon as they took me out, so the reason John couldn't play, Chipa couldn't get supply. Hellman didn't, couldn't play because there was no supply. Mm. In the <laughs> yeah. So our game plan, that's when now we it. Dr. Kumalo, I want to play another voice note here for you. Um, and then just for the last couple of minutes, uh, we can close this chat off. Sure. Good evening, Bukhe and uh, Doctor. So if I can ask Doctor one question, is he aware of the fact that someone at once said on his interview with uh, Thomas Mlambo that uh, Doctor is the best player of all time in South Africa so far, and uh, he would have won Ballon d'Or had he played in Spain. Does he actually know that? This is Erasmus from Tembisa. Are you aware, Doc? Yes, uh, I was aware before you could even say it. Uh, I think it was last, last year, if not a year before, or mm. I mean, two years before. I'm not too sure, but I, I, I did uh, saw it on the print media mm. and also electronic. But uh, we once played for the Madiba Cup in uh, Cape Town, Africa Games, Europe. Yes. Yes. And uh, he was in my team. So through the interpreter, that's what he said after the game, that if you could manage to get me to Barcelona, you would score more than 20 goals probably a year. That's what he said to me. Mm. After the match, he said he hasn't seen such. Uh, I play with Ronaldinho, but this is something else. I was like, wow, okay. Because what is you on the field? I can't probably tell my or see how I do it, or you know, I don't know. But people are the ones that are telling me that that's, that's unbelievable. Absolutely, and there's, they're the ones. Uh, you speak about the, the, the Africa Cup, Doc. I, I, I want to quickly touch on the fact that you have won an African title uh, with, with Kaiser Chiefs. And, and it's, it's not spoken of because it's not the Champions League or, or the Confederations yes, Cup, I uh, say. But yes. do, do you feel like uh, it's not getting enough recognition? I mean, the fact that you guys... You, I mean, you beat clubs like uh, Afri, uh, Club Africain on the way to the final, which uh, you eventually yeah. won 2-1. I remember two one. Yes, mm. I was uh, I was uh, assistant coach to Mushin Trugal and also player. Mm. Uh, I came on as a sub at Kelly's Park, and my first touch, I think I put the ball under the legs and I did some tricks, and the guy just fell on his knees. And apparently, one of the Kaiser Chief supporters up the stands, he, he got a heart attack and he passed wow. off. Yeah, I, I went to, he was from Sibukeng in the Val. Mm. 
I went to the house and I paid my last respect and I was like, well, I didn't know that if if you do a trick on the field, someone out there can lose a life. If I only knew, I wouldn't have. Mm. You know, it, it, it was a, a, a moment one couldn't forget easily because we won the Mandela Cup and like you rightfully say that it's not well celebrated like the Champions League, mm. you know, and that on its own, because if you don't make it in the Champions League, that's where probably you, you play, you know, from the Champions League and then you go play there. But the second best uh, sport qualifies for that. I mean, I mean, then it was the second best sport. Mm. But now probably it's the fourth and the third, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So that on its own, it's, it's, it's a recognition that is supposed to be out there for people to know that Kaiser Chiefs has won something yes. in Africa. Yeah. Because we, we, we traveled and we, we even uh, played the last game at Ellis Park. We won the cup. But it's not been talked I mean, the people don't talk about it that much. No, we'll, ha- we'll have to uh, dock it on, onto a, <laughs> a bus with a microphone yeah. and, <laughs> and start talking about it. <laughs> Dr. Kumalo, let's leave it there for tonight. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure talking to you. I appreciate your time and I know the listeners do as well. Only a pleasure, my brother. Thanks for having me. And uh, to the listeners, thank you for listening. And to all the South Africans, thank you very much for the support. And uh, I love you. And uh, take care. Be safe. We know that uh, we're living in difficult times now. Please, let's adhere to the rules of the government. And uh, let's stay safe. Dr. 16V Kumalo is out of the building.